This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Leave him to me. Did you steal it? Yes, Mr. Plod. Everybody has lots of dirty things. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Homesdale Radio. Homesdale Radio. Butterfield into the hat trick. Astonishing. Of all the unlikely heroes. It's Scannell. Ambrose. Goal. Darren Ambrose for Crystal Palace. And that may do it. Hi, welcome to Homesdale Radio. Uh, that's what happens if you have a drunk producer, by the way, for those of you uh, who are listening in earlier to the Noddy remix. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, welcome. My name's Chris Hambling. I'm your presenter, as always. And with me today, I have Ben Nagel and I have Nick Gussett, or Nick Gillard, depending on how I feel. Uh, yeah, this is our first attempt at doing a show on a Sunday. We're just seeing if it's more convenient or less convenient for our, our listeners in terms of listening live. I suspect the plat- the latter, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm going to have a chat in a little bit to Ben and to Nick, because we didn't get their comments on the Brighton game uh, when we did our special on Wednesday. Uh, for those of you listening to this on a podcast, it would be appreciated if you, if you tuned in live and got involved. It just makes the show run that much better. We had a lot of listener interaction on Wednesday. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to listen on a, on a mobile phone, you can listen on any smartphone using your 3G or Wi-Fi connection. Simply go to wholeradio.net and click play, or using a media player, enter radio.homestale.net into your streaming media tab. Hmm. If you need any assistance setting this up, and why would you? Uh, email radio at homestale.net. If you want to get in touch with us today, and it would be great if you could, it's twitter.com forward slash wholeradio and include at wholeradio with your message. We're on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash wholeradio. Uh, you can call us at any point. It's 0208 123 uh, Call is charged at your local rate and we'll come out of your bundle. And you'll need that number later on if you want to go for go in for one of our competitions to give away two match tickets. Uh, more on that in a bit. Uh, you can email us. It's radio at homesdale.net. Okay. Um, 
yeah, well, on those competitions, we're going to give away a, a commemorative T-shirt from, uh, well, it's from Terry on and www.redandbluearmy.co.uk. It's a site I encourage you to check out. It's fantastic match reports and all sorts of other bits and pieces on there. Uh, he's kindly going to donate a, uh, a, a T-shirt that he's come up with to celebrate our glorious 3-1 victory. Um, and we're going to award that to a random contributor today. So get your messages and whatever else, tweets and uh, emails into us, and uh, we'll pick someone during the course of the show and award them that T-shirt. And also, coming up later on, we're going to give away two free tickets to a uh, Category B home game of your choosing. Uh, we're going to do that using a phrase that pays, and the phrase, and this is just a test, don't ring immediately when I say this, but the phrase, quite predictably, predictably is for fuck's sake, Murray. When you hear us use that phrase later on in the show, at some point, ring us straight away, uh, we'll, we'll speak to you, and you will be the lucky winner of two free tickets to a home game, Category B home game of your choosing. Okay, that's all the uh, administration out of the way. Um, I'm going to talk to Ben first. Ben... Uh, we haven't spoken to you since that wonderful win at Brighton, and I know you were you were at the game as well. Um, yeah. How did you find that? That was was yeah. Well, it's an amazing words. day, obviously. If we if we beat Brighton, it's always going to be a fantastic day. But yeah, all round, uh, obviously the atmosphere was fantastic. Singing for ninety minutes, uh, well more than ninety minutes. Um, yeah. yeah, not a lot, not a lot else to say apart from there was amazing, and I understand that the beam back at Sellers was was quite good as well. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you, I know you had a little bit of trouble getting in from Lewis. I think we talked mm. uh, we talked last, no, sorry, Wednesday wasn't last week. Till Wednesday about I, my experience was as uh, being at the Weatherspoons in Brighton Town Centre and going through the police escort and all that sort of stuff. You had something similar at the at Lewis, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, you. I was I was Your drinking head. in Lewis before the game. Um, there was a police escort turned up just out of the blue and wouldn't let us through. I was with a couple of mates. Uh, literally, just I wasn't wasn't with anyone else. Just wanted to get through the through the escort, just to, so I could go to the train station by myself, pretty much. And but kind of heavy-handed policing from them as well. I just asked if I could go through, and they started pushing me back, saying no. <laughs> and they escorted us all the way to the ground, and we didn't get in until about 15 minutes after kickoff, just because they wouldn't let us through. Mm. And obviously, the, the more you the more you hold people back, the more aggressive they get. They pay their money, and the more aggressive you get, they're not let you yeah. in. So that's kind of a vicious circle. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, not a great experience getting to the ground, to be honest. And then after the game as well, got held outside for about an hour. So, but oh, obviously, that didn't really. That was all right. Nobody, no, exactly. I was going to say, and, and the bars were still open at that point, so that was and pretty right. much uh, before the game. I like I got in when we were one 0 down, so I only saw three Palace goals. I didn't have to go through the through the <laughs> pain of seeing Brighton score. So, but I mean, yeah, what an, what an experience. But uh, Nick, how, how did you how did you see the Brighton game? Well, I didn't see it. I heard it on the radio. Um, a very kind of biased commentary from um, from the um, BBC London team, I thought, with um, Clive Walker on there, who played for Brighton. Um, but they did go a bit mad when, when Palace equalised and scored. I think I spoke to you Wednesday. I was in the bath, flooding my bathroom a little bit, going a bit mental, yeah. slipped over in the bath, nearly broke my ankle. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, very exciting. So I was very, very jealous of the people that were there, really. And um, a bit gutted that I made the pony excuse that it was a um, it was a school night, so I didn't think I should go. But but there you go. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm just more excited about games I've seen live where we've won. It's you know it's a big thing. I thought we were going to. Um, I, I thought we were going to get beat before the game. I really thought that Brighton, you know, team in form, and um, we we'd had a bit of a slip really, but. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I mean, but we've, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel seeing 
the turnover by Ipswich, but Ipswich turned over West Ham yesterday. I don't know if that took the, the, the gloss off how well we did on Wednesday or not, or, or Tuesday or not, but... No, know. well, it's, yeah, it's a difficult one. I don't, I mean, I still haven't stopped smiling. We've had a game since, so I, I just think it's one of those things that, you know, obviously I, I do feel bad for the people who weren't able to be, to, to see it live, but, I mean, you, you sort of, everyone's got a story. It's kind of like a were you there moment or what we, you know like a Kennedy moment you can remember what you were doing when you heard Brighton lost 3-1 at Palace that it was just one of them things it's just fantastic and to see all the various different uh, sort of t-shirts and stuff that people have got made up already and all this it's just a great great moment and you know we're going to be talking about it for years to come yeah um, I saw a few people with 3-1 on the backs of their, yeah. their Palace shirts and um, it made yesterday's game a bit of an even though I wasn't at Brighton yesterday's game seemed a bit of an anti-climax do you know what I mean oh absolutely yeah yeah uh, I just, yeah, I, it was, when the goals went in, um, we were going pretty mad, I have to say, especially on that, that was in the sixth minute when we scored, I, I think we were going pretty pretty mental, but it was, it was just so dialed down from what was happening at the uh, fighting game, you wouldn't believe it, you know, yeah. I was, you know, I stayed in I stayed in my row, for example, I didn't try going, running down stairs <laughs> and getting crushed by a series of ever larger people it was yeah it's one of them things it's we've got to have a probably going to have a little bit of a hangover from that from a while in a literal sense and a metaphorical sense anyway um what we're going to look at first uh we're going to got a couple picked out a couple of threads um there's similar threads on both hole and bbs um we've just got a couple of things that we want to talk about on them uh, then we'll go into talking about what happened against west ham uh, yesterday god nearly said on saturday we're on sunday it was yesterday um, yeah, we'll just go through that in a bit of detail. Uh, come to your if you've got any emails or anything on on that subject of the West Ham game, do get them in now. That'd be great. Uh, we've got got a couple of bits and pieces to go through already. Uh, they will be giving away those tickets a bit later on, and uh, at the end of the show, we'll uh, read out your remaining communication. But but first of all, let's talk about these threads. The first one we picked out for you, it actually relates to the Brighton game. It's for Sighted Life. Um, just shortly after uh, the Brighton game, on on whole the, um, the thread was called uh, what was it called? Something to do with idiots. We have some right have idiots. Some right. Uh, started by Paul. A quick game two on on whole, um, and it basically it relates to his his opinion on uh, on the damage that was done at the at the Amex Stadium. Um, that was both reported well initially we were told it's two hundred thirty thousand pounds of damage then we're told it's about 30 odd seats and a toilet so whatever but basically his point is uh he wasn't he wasn't the game because he loved the result but it seems we have some complete idiots um he says smashing up seats and toilets what have we become millwall doesn't matter if they smashed up one or 101 why would anybody want to do this don't get it i would shop them if i saw them doing it and he says please tell me what i'm missing uh and this is a very very sort of back and forth on that i mean for what it's worth, when I at the, at the ground, I didn't see anyone deliberately smashing anything. I mean, in terms of Neither seats I. breaking, I did see some some seats getting broken from people jumping up and down on them. And if you're going to give padding on the seats, they look like trampolines. It's going to happen. Uh, but I think there was a lot of exuberance celebrating. Now, I did I did read a couple of people saying they saw someone you know going out of their way to break a seat. And at the end of the day, the bill does go back to Palace, and I suppose that's one of the things I, I wanted to talk about. Um, if I say sort of go go to you first, Ben, mm-hmm. is there any way you can kind of obviously you were there, you know what the situations were like, um, you know logic kind of goes out of the window. But do you see what Paul's saying in terms of, of the damage? Oh yeah, completely. I mean, we don't want to get this reputation for ourselves. Like like Paul says, it is it's Millwall esque and it's it's something that they're known for doing. But in the last few seasons, I think we've begun to gain that reputation. Obviously, we've, we've been 
by the police we've been classed as high risk and, and things like that and I don't think that's it's, right we've talked about it on the show before I don't think it's something that, that gives the club a good name at all and I don't I, it's ridiculous I think I wouldn't I would no no way I'd go out of my way to to break a seat in the ground but I think there's people who go to games just to cause trouble I mean there, there was obviously a few a few Palace fans who did that with the, what were 28 people getting arrested or whatever yeah um so yeah you do get a few idiots but you're always going to find that at football and there's not really any way of of stopping them so mm, I don't know where to go from here really yeah well I mean Nick you've been going to Palace matches for about four or five centuries now um <laughs> <laughs> you you would have seen a, a few bits and pieces being damaged in your time but uh I don't know. I mean, what, what's your view? I think it's been a bit of an over... It shouldn't happen, but there's been an overreaction. I mean, just looking at the Brighton Argos website, not the shop, the uh, the newspaper, I don't know if they're allied in any way, but a club spokesman said only minor damage had occurred with a small number of seats and a toilet cubicle which would be quickly repaired. So I think people are just getting their knickers in a twist yeah, a little bit. Enough, but... I don't com- I don't condone any of that. I mean, you, you're saying I've been going for hundreds of years. Well, mm-hmm. when I when I used to go, there weren't any seats, and <laughs> yeah, the the loos didn't have a roof, and there was a an open drain that you had to kind of leap over to get into the box. And if you wanted a poo, well, you know, you went in somebody's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, do you, uh, I'll go I'll go back to yourself, Ben, for this one. Really, if a st- yeah. if if the bill goes back to the club. Okay. Um, do you think the people? Because this is where the, where the crux of the argument. I mean, we get. I think you got like eleven pages or something on a whole. There's, I think it's God knows how many more in various different threads on on the BBS on on the damage or the trouble at Brighton. I think one of them was called. Um, when the, when the bill's going back to the club, but you see people who have that opinion where they, they come on and they go to people like Paul and they say, you know, you're a Nigel. You're you know, you don't get it. It's football is an emotional game. Blah 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 blah. And they don't see it as bandlers, and they see it as, as almost like a badge of honour. So, I mean, how how wait, is it right for a for a Palace fan to shop another Palace fan on that basis? Do you think? Well, yeah, it's an emotional game, football, but I don't think it, it warrants going into grounds and ripping up seats. Um, but yeah, obviously, there's going to be conflict if if people have different views on the subject, then they, they're going to there's going to be arguments about it. But I don't think the people who who are doing it really kind of realise what the consequences are that we're getting a bad name for ourselves and it's costing our club a lot of money um, I think it's obviously it's all spur at the moment and then afterwards I don't know maybe afterwards they do regret it but yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't know but from Paul's point of view like if I'd seen him doing it I probably would have said something yeah, you were uh, slightly cutting out a bit there I think you, it's just your connection slowing down Ben you'll be alright it's fine alright Nick um, just sort of pro- probably the last word from you on this really um Hang on, we just got an, an email that says, Bonsoir, Hambo, you look like the type to break or see or two. Now, I think that's another jibe at my uh, my bulk there. I'm not going to read out the person it's from because it's not a real name again. Again, But anyway, thanks for that email. I don't think you'll be winning the T-shirt for that one. Um, sorry, Nick, I was going to give you the last word on the subject. You've, obviously, you, you've... Uh, it's probably, it's very difficult to actually word this correctly, but uh, do you... Do you think that there's any legitimate reason? I mean, we get damage from away teams at, at our ground all the time, and a Millwall uh, are a great example of that, right? They, they really are a, a team that, I mean, we know what we're going to get. I know from speaking to the club, from uh, the stadium manager and, and, and chief executive, there's an expectation that when Millwall turn up, we're going to lose X amount of seats, you know, and there's going to be all sorts of damage and abuse at staff and all that sort of stuff. Um, 
is there any way that you can just say, yeah, that's part of football? Is there an ex- a way we should be accepting that? Or do you think it's time to make a stand to some degree? If you, if you treat, I don't suppose you can treat fans as a kind of microcosm of society. There you are, Nigel, was using microcosm in the conversation. But, you know, you're always going to get knobbers. <laughs> I mean, Millwall, yeah. look at them, 400 sort of storms of the palace gates last season, didn't they? And the yeah. police just let them rather than getting into a whole load of trouble. I mean, one thing I'm worried about is Brighton coming down and smashing our toilets up because we smashed theirs, in it. Yeah, you know well, I mean? yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, they're, they're, that's that's a very good point actually to end on. Is there is there's always it's it's a it's a cycle. You, you know, you do damage up there, they'll come and do damage down here. It's the same when we had issues up at Middlesbrough last season. Um, and, and at Reading as well, and we've ended up with higher police costs and some. We've ended up with gangs of people coming down, try and get revenge from various different different things that happen. It just it's it's a perpetual cycle. It just feeds itself. And, and really, I don't think there's any. I think if you if on that topic, there's quite one of the posts today from from Ali, who's Forest Hillbilly on whole, uh, and he just basically says there seems to be a few Danny Dyers in our support at the moment, and that's exactly what it seems to me. There, you know, yeah, there's a legacy of some people who are, you know, who are from a, a bygone era, if you like, and maybe they hark back to that. But there's a lot of young lads who they just they just see a mentality as like that as, as something to behold, and it really, really isn't. Uh, we've got a caller, so um, we'll go straight to him now. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello, it's uh, Graham from Harlow. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm all right, I think. Uh, my <laughs> son, it's Sunday. It's confusing that we're on, but um, <laughs> doing, I know. Doing well. I know. It's good to hear you on a Sunday, anyway. Oh, much appreciated. What do you uh, want? What do you want to say, mate? Well, it's basically, I was at uh, both the Brighton and the West Ham games. Um, mm. Wanted to say a few things about Brighton. First of all, um, I was in the town from about one o'clock on the day. Uh, mm. I was down there on business in actual fact uh, just down from that Weatherspoons you mentioned earlier yeah um, uh, we were we were loud but I didn't think we were causing any trouble um, when I travelled up to the ground it, it felt a bit sinister I have to say though the atmosphere was yeah. fantastic inside yeah, the, I... um, you, you had some callers on Tuesday um Talking about the uh, the annex itself, I think some of the comments yeah. were a bit churlish, actually. All right. The uh, uh, I think the, the the ground itself looks fantastic compared to some of these new grounds. Anyway, it's got a far yeah. far more atmosphere. I think Much they've done atmosphere. a yeah they've done a very good job with the acoustics in there for us for for an absolute definite. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the the videos on YouTube of of when we're uh, celebrating our. Um, celebrating our goals you can hear us loud as loud as you like from their north stand end i think it is um so they've definitely done a fantastic job with the acoustics i think a lot of the criticism came from the amount of concrete on view though can you could you see that hello sorry graham i was just saying the a lot of the criticism came from the amount of uh of, of concrete that was on view on the inside of the stadium yeah, uh, did you, did I, you I see that yourself? One of, one of the stewards before the start of the game, and he was saying about the fact he's still work in progress. They're going to fill the corners in uh, next season, and they're putting yeah. another layer in is it, to the uh, the east side of the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, so, yeah. Um, I, I, I just I, I thought it was fantastic, and obviously the atmosphere was absolutely superb. Mm. Absolutely superb. And uh, I must admit, I do love that uh, video on YouTube when Murray scored his third. <laughs> from, the Bri- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. from the Brian fan. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't I can't say the phrase because it means someone gets to win some tickets. But uh, yeah, it was a good phrase that he said. I will be saying that later on. But um, yeah, yeah that's, that's a fantastic video. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that atmosphere will live long in the memory, um, and the stadium had a part in that, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've been around a few years. I've been following Palace since I was three years old. I won't tell you how old I am, but a good deal older than you, I suspect. Um, <laughs> and uh, that that ranks as good as anything I think I've seen from Palace for a long time. A hell yeah, of a long time. The, uh, I must admit, the journey back to Falmer wasn't much fun. Um, I wasn't uh, wasn't overly impre- impressed with the uh, with the policing or the Brighton fans, and I didn't like being. Uh, I think what's the term? Kettle, I think it is. It That's is Bright- kettling. Brighton Station, um, and I didn't get home till about one o'clock in the morning. In actual fact, but that's yeah. another story. Thanks to the M23 and the M25. But yeah, it was well worth it. Well yeah, worth that's it the, the end thing. Of the day. That's the thing. If you've lost that game, that journey home would have been an absolute hell. Actually, that's, yeah, that's something yeah. that I think their their plans to uh, to expand, uh, I think, are going to be quite seriously hindered by the transport problems there. I was lucky enough that I, I, there was a minibus waiting for me to jump on and, and, and to go home. But um, inside of her, I heard it was a bubble car. It was not a bubble car, Nick. Honestly, in the <laughs> bubble car. But um, yeah, I mean, I've just I've heard all the stories from from people just struggling to get back, and it's just one of those you can't, you know, I mean, you can't have all certainly in a game against your bitter rivals, you can't have everyone filing onto one station like that. I just, it's just insanity, really. Uh, I think they're going to have a real problem if um, yeah. if they want to expand. But yeah, anyway, that's that's just sort of my view. Isn't it? No, um, you're absolutely right. I mean, I was quite fortunate in the sense that I found myself back with Palace fans back at Falmer Station. And that's mm. why we were, uh, we were, yeah, herded together. Um, I didn't actually, I was trying to mingle into the background, as it were, because obviously being there on business, I wasn't actually attired for the, for the match, as you can imagine. That's but it, yeah. It, it, was, uh, it wasn't very comfortable being in amongst the Brighton fans, I have to say. Mm. Notwithstanding the fact that I'm not exactly a troublemaker, but you know what it's like. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. You, that, well, if, if anything, it's it's the people who aren't troublemakers and who are travelling on their own that, that feel them more threatened and are more likely to get you know a couple of idiots pick on them. Unfortunately, absolutely. But absolutely. you know, we can't we can't get sort of bogged down in that. It was it was a glorious day. Wasn't yeah, it? fantastic, <laughs> fantastic night. Well, well worth all the effort getting there and back. And uh, and I thought yesterday's game was a cracker as well. Um, yeah. Tremendous match. The draw was probably a fair result at the end of the day. Uh, nice yeah. to see that Dougie. Dougie's, you know, not not frightened to make some changes to a winning team. Uh, good to see Gardner back. I thought he played a good, really good game at the back. Um, some respects disappointing yeah. to see West Ham hoofing it long ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely very disappointing. But there, there's Allard, I saw you on the throw. Yeah, great. We're going to talk. Football. I think we're going to talk about the game a bit more later. I, I felt, even though I wasn't at the Brighton game, I was saying earlier, I felt really underwhelmed. After Brighton, did you feel did you feel that at all, or, or was the passion back in there for you? Well, Brighton, I thought um, I thought Brighton was showing the effects of probably playing two hard games last week. To be perfectly honest, yeah. um, they were half a yard, if not a yard, slower to the ball than us. Um, and at the end of the day, we definitely deserved the win. Yesterday was a bit of a different matter. Um, I thought we might hang on, but you know, West Ham are obviously going to throw everything at us once they went two one behind. Uh, and sure enough, Carew popped up, and uh, yeah, it was a good header. Um, but the, the manner of their 
their play is disappointing these days. You know, very disappointing. <laughs> Certainly not like the West Ham of old. Um, no. Anyway, I'm not really worried about West Ham. It's the way it's the football we're playing. I mean, we've got Johnny. Exactly. Who looks an absolute gem. I just hope we can hold on to him. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's obviously destined for much better things, mm. much higher, much higher level of football. He's bound to get a start in the Wales team before long, and that's going to raise his profile hugely, I should think. If, yeah, if I we think, can keep these cool. youngsters for, for another year, I think we've got a good chance of going up. I really do. I, I, and I, I think with the ball we've got, and the whole harking back to the John Bostock thing, which ultimately I think has done us a favour. No, hugely, yeah. Him actually um, it, it going um, tee up for him, because... You know, everybody else here, the youngsters, are thinking, "Hang on, I don't want to, I don't want to end up like this." Mm. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we've just done this, does a huge favour. But yeah, Williams is very much, um, you know, at the start of the season, he was the future of the club, but he's very yeah. much become become the present now, which is uh, fantastic to see that sort of level of progress but um yeah i yeah i, I agree i was i was certain we'll, we will talk about west in fact we're probably going to talk about west ham straight away after, after we finish talking to you so we can it's fine to talk about this um i was going to say um they were they were very much an allardyce team all of a sudden and i and i know that there was a lot of complaints on the west ham message boards and there was booing at the game uh from west ham fans just because of the style that they were playing um you know certainly when they brought carew on it was just you know, get that ball to him and play percentages, and it was extremely yeah. well. If you imagine, yeah. sort of two, well, a few years back, it's the opposite. You know, we had Warnock in charge, and we played the percentages of of hitting a long ball more often than not. And West Ham were known for their sort of pretty football and skillful players. And suddenly, it's just all switched. It's interesting how football works out. Well, some of their so-called Premiership players didn't really look up for it yesterday. No, um, absolutely. Cole and Bentley, uh, to me, just strolling around. Right, Nolan, he got the goal, but he didn't seem to be that involved. Um, no, no. On paper, they, they on paper, that's an impressive side. But when you actually see them in the flesh, that I don't think they're playing the suit, a system that suits them really. But um, no, that's right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But it's well, <laughs> they're, still, they're still, you know, higher than us in the league, and you know, I think they've lost what two games all season but it's, yeah I think it's interesting times just to look at the contrast between ourselves and them but um, yeah we'll, we'll go into that now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go now mate um, yeah okay well, thanks for taking the call and uh, no, appreciate good luck for the rest of the season I'll be, I'll be tuning in don't worry much appreciated I hope we hear from you again yeah you will cheers Good-bye. buddy nice cheers Graham cheers. Um, Ben you've got a, an email to read out there for us yeah, it kind of sums up our point that we made earlier about uh, the Brighton and the violence. It's from Ramsey from Wallingham. And he says, oh, yeah. just wanted to say that a Palace fan was injured by a moron who threw a seat at Brighton but failed to make the 300 yards required. We don't need idiots and there are too many true Palace fans who are deprived of attending by people who think it's OK. If they want a ruck, let them support Millwall. I think that completely sums up what we were saying. I don't think they realise kind of the, con- the consequences that, that are caused by, by doing stupid things like that. And no, exactly, It's not the, yeah. not the reputation that we want. Uh, on the other, on the sort of flip side of that, you had this, a, a similar thing: Brighton fans complaining at other Brighton fans who were <laughs> apparently throwing rocks at the train station and, and and hitting each other trying to get a Palace. It's, it's the exact I thought they same were throwing thing, them at fans. <laughs> why, why throw rocks at a train station? Yeah. Oh look, I've hit the sign. Oh look, I've marked the F on Falmer. 
Sorry, I'm being facetious. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll move on from this now. Like I say, our second topic was we were we'll probably that was about West Ham play, uh, fans being in the home end. We can incorporate that into our review of West Ham since we've uh, we took the, took the phone call and we've moved on. Very so uh, I'll, 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 yeah, exactly. I'm good like that. It's good to announce it as well, isn't it, Roland? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the best thing about that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm. Uh, so let's let's talk about West Ham. Obviously, two two was the final final, and I think I, I'll start this by saying, if someone had said to me we will draw two all in that game, I would have taken that. If someone had said we'll get four points out of Brighton and Brighton and West Ham, I would have, I'd have definitely taken that. It's, it's you know it's a very very good result, but because of the order of scoring, you're always left with a little bit of disappointment. And as Nick was sort of indicating earlier when we, we were talking just then, there's a little bit of a um, a disappointment creeping in because of the the euphoria we had from on, on Tuesday night. So, a few bits and pieces in there. I mean, the team selection first of all. Uh, Gardner came in for Tunchev, and I, well, I'm going to ask you, Nick. Um, why why do you think that was? It's, it's, he's a good defender, Gardner, and I, I I think you know there there was a bit of doubt over whether he really wanted to play for us because he was on an hour and over his contract, but. He's he's one of the first picks, I reckon, and as he was fit and or match fit again, he I, I reckon he'd be sort of after Speroni, one of the one of the next to be on the team sheet. And we needed somebody tall in there, all right. He didn't help jump Carew for their for their second goal, which mm. I wasn't expecting coming, but you know I I put him straight in there um, myself. Um, Tomchev has played really really well, um, so it's a bit surprising. But you know we can't play. Three centre backs, so that was a choice he mm. made. Mm. Do you Plus, think? Do, do you think that, that the Gardner being our player and Tunchev look well will at some point have to go back to Leicester? Do you think that makes it? Do you think Dougie's probably thinking a bit further ahead as well? But you know he's got to get that partnership with McCarthy and Gardner working again. I'd like I'd like to get Tunchev and and to mm. be perfectly honest, seeing Leicester starting to turn it on, especially against Derby last night, who who aren't themselves a bad team mm. I'd, I'd quite like Leicester to do well so they don't see the need to get Tunchev back I'd quite yeah. like him there too because because Paddy bless him probably only got another season two seasons before he starts to go in the direction of Matt Lawrence who you know <laughs> again we all, we all love Matt Lawrence you know one of my favorite ever Palace players because that's right yeah. thing. but you know <laughs> we've, we've got to think for the future and, and Tunchev's class um and we've got a big enough squad to rotate and, and change. I mean, it yeah, is interesting that we've let in two goals with the change. We've had mm. quite a solid defence. We've, we've only been losing by the odd goal before, but mm. if we have lost... Okay, mate. Thanks for that. I just want to make a break away for a quick second just to mention that I've seen Aston's email this week, and I know he's listening. I definitely re- read out your email on Wednesday, mate, and I'm going to prove it to you. And We'll get to your email later on, but... You also promised that you would call in and you haven't done so yet. So that's all I'm saying. You know, we've got a West Ham game to talk about. 0208-123-1646. That goes for anyone, especially Aston. All right? So Can I just interrupt there, Chris? Something amusing has yeah. come up in the chat room. Serial Freda has six different cardigans. Six cardigans. Well, um, six cardigans. Um, I... I don't ever believe a word that man says, frankly, so I want pictures of all six before I'll comment, all right? That's all I'm saying. Six cardigans. Who's he think he is? Val Dunican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to... Oh, we've got a caller. Hello, caller. Hello? Hello? 
Oh, How are you doing, guys? Oh, good. Yeah, yourself? Good evening. I'm not, I'm not too bad, not too bad. You haven't proved this email yet. No, I will. I will prove it. Mikey is convinced that I read it out as well. We remember it. We crossed it off of the show plan. The problem is I have to listen back to my own show to... to um, Mikey's going to track it down and play it out. Okay. Good stuff. It was during the Brighton review, Mikey. Just find it for us while we, while right. we talk to Aston. Let's talk West Ham then, buddy. What, now you're yep. on. Yeah, um, no worries. How did, you, how did you find that game in general, first of all? Well, but, well I mean, West Ham have got the abundance of quality all over the pitch, haven't they? They've got you know, big players like Bentley and Nolan and Carew and all that. I think we, I think we stood up some quite well, actually, to be fair. I think we played football at times. And, you know, it was, it was, I think it's a fair result, and I think it was the right one. Um, and like I said, if he'd offered that to me at the start of the game, I'd have taken it. So, yeah, I thought we played quite well, actually. So, um, I mean, one of the things we were just going to move on to talk about, we talked about Gardner being in for Sanchez, but I wanted to talk about um, starting Johnny Williams for the second time in a week, and, and that being being a pretty brave move. Um, he was sensational again, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, to be, I think it has to be done, though, to be fair. I mean, I mean a, lot, a lot of people have been saying that because Johnny Williams is... He's too young. He needs to be drafted in slowly. But Wayne Rooney wasn't too young to start. Um, you know, the guy's quality. You know, I don't think age matters. I think the guy just needs to start. I mean, he proved, he proved it against Brighton because he was absolutely immense. Um, I think he was obviously, you know, physical West Ham team. He struggled to get into the games at times yesterday, but he's, his quality still showed through. When yeah, he set up the absolutely. first goal as well. So, was there anything? Um you, you would pick out that you thought was disappointing from the game, Sorry? other than so. Was there anything that in the game that disappointed you that we think we did? We maybe we did that wrong. I mean, obviously we conceded two goals and you're never happy conceding. But was there yeah, anything I mean, you thought we could have gone? To be honest, I, I think we showed West Ham a bit too much respect in the game. I think that if we'd showed the confidence that we did in the second half against Brighton and got on the ball a lot more than what we did, because I think we were playing a little bit of the long ball a lot of the time. Um, I think if we'd just been a bit more patient, a bit more confident on the ball, then I, I think we could have actually turned them over. But I think we paid, paid them far too much respect and paid two people times. But mm. I think that's probably—I'd go. I'd go along with that in the, in the first half. I think we, we did allow them. I mean, they stretched us out wide with the, with the fullbacks overlapping quite quite substantially. And yeah, I that's think, it. Yeah, that's it. Right, we, yeah. Yeah, we just gave, we, we let them have too much space, and you know, every time Bentley got the ball, it looked like he had a mile of, a mile of loads of yards to run into, you know, and he could just pick, pick players off and do whatever he needed to do, but, you know, I think well, I think it's still a learning curve, and, you know, still a young team and that, and I think, I think that as the season progresses, I think we'll start, we'll start performing a lot better against these big teams. I think we still need to start believing, because we've come from two relegation seasons, I think yeah. the players need to, need to put into their mindsets that we're not a relegation team anymore, and we can actually push up the league and, uh, mm. and battle the likes of West Ham and your Leicesters and yeah, absolutely, mate. I couldn't agree more. All right, well, the last thing I'm going to use you to talk about, and uh, that yeah. sounded wrong. It sounded like I'm using it. I'm not <laughs> using it. The last thing I want to talk about with, with you, there you go, uh, yeah. is, is the system we played. Uh, obviously, same system we used against Brighton. Uh, they first used it in, against Wigan in the Cup. Uh, it's the 4-2-3-1. Now, in this situation, we, we had Scannell dropped out, um, and we had Ambrose... Yeah. Ambrose Williams and Zaharin behind Murray, um, yeah. and obviously Jonathan Parr went to right back, and Ramage came out of the team. But uh, yeah. that that system, I mean, I've not really seen it. I've certainly not seen Palace use it before. Uh, and but I mean, well, it's it's having an effect, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, you're cutting up a little bit there, Ambrose. 
Oh, really? I blame you. Um, on the system, I, I actually quite like the system. Um, and I think it was the right decision to bring Ambrose in as well over Scannell. As much as I'd like to have Scannell in the team as well, there's only 11 players allowed on the pitch. And I think against West Ham, I think with Ambrose, with a bit more experience. It's, it's nice to see him actually play a little bit more in the central midfield attacking behind the strikes instead of putting him out on the wing. So I think he's just wasted out there. But um, the problem with Ambrose is not that great in the centre of midfield either. But, you know, just behind the strikes is good. I think the system works well with, what, with, with the players we've got. Um, mm. I'd like to see it used a lot more now. With, obviously, within the three centre midfield players, I'd like to see Johnny Williams keep starting. And I thought that David Wright had a good game yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah, you said it's, that in your email. which will... Sorry, Nick, off you go, mate. Sorry, I was just going to say, isn't it nice to have this, this, these options? I mean, a year ago we were we were playing just the players we had, but now we 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 got the trouble of well, who do we pick? Because they're all so good. Do you know what I mean? So isn't it isn't it lovely to have this dilemma? You know, yeah, a year on definitely. when we took over, you know, and it's a good dilemma to have, I think, and it means we yeah, can we can definitely. play differently against different teams, and and then we can have them on the bench and, and change it around if it doesn't work. That's it, that's it. You know, we've got all those options now. We, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting times for Palace at the moment, really. We've got a squad that we can do what we like with at the moment. OK, mate, and the last thing I'm going to say to you before we, uh, before we let you go... Thing. How many going to say? But I announced it as the last thing before I remembered what Ben wanted me to say. Uh, he that? says, are you, are you looking forward to Ed Sheeran? Oh, God, am I looking forward to Ed Sheeran? I'm running <laughs> around the house with excitement right now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I am looking. I am looking forward to it. Ben, I'm going to need to call you this week as well about it. Yeah, probably shouldn't do that on air, though, mate. Yeah, if you guys want to have a chat, just go ahead. No, no, it's you know, it's not going to be a problem. It's not like we're on a live radio show or anything. But yeah, anyway. Oh well, you guys should probably have a chat off air. And um, yeah, Aston, cheers, buddy. Um, you'll need some drinks anyway. But we're going to find that clip for you during the show of me reading out your email last week, and then you can you can apologise to me. No worries, no worries. Aston, have you got any cardigans, mate? Don't ask. Don't answer him about <laughs> cardigans. Ignore the cardigans. <laughs> I'm going to let you go, mate. <laughs> Take it easy, man. I'll end my favourite cool. one for, for Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Cheers, man. Speak to you soon. <laughs> no worries. Anyway, Bye. guys, I'll let you get back to your show. Great show, anyway. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Nice one. See you later. Bye. Bye. Um, Mikey, it, it was actually it was it was Tuesday, sorry Wednesday night show. Mikey, the, the when we read out the email, it was during the Brighton review. Um, okay, right. Well, we've covered quite a lot of ground there, guys. Um, that which was good. It was good of Aston. Um, so I think one of the things we didn't we talked briefly about Ambrose there, and I wanted to talk, I wanted to go into the the sort of finish for the goal. Uh, that move, if you that move was it was just a long kick out from Peroni. A brilliant flick on by Murray, but Williams, one touch, crossed it straight into Ambrose's path. Ambrose didn't think, just put the ball in the net. We've seen him a few times this season think at the wrong moment, just take it's too early, you know, take an extra touch, delay. I think Wigan in the cup was the worst, sorry, Crawley in the cup was the worst one, completely threw on goal and just, just sort of bump, fluff the chance from just overthinking. So we saw him play on instinct. Instinct, sorry. So Ben, did you did you see enough from Ambrose to suggest he's always way back form wise? Well, it's nice to see him see him starting again. Obviously, he hasn't been you know, against Brighton and he didn't start. And again, a few games before that, he hasn't been starting. And it's nice to see him get a few more minutes under his belt. I think it's going to be a gradual thing to get him back to to full fitness and back to the Ambrose that we saw a few seasons ago. But yeah, that that little touch of class makes you think, you know, that maybe he is on his way back. It's not going to be an instant thing. It's going to take a while. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe by the end of the season we could have him 
kind of firing on all cylinders and scoring goals like he was in that mm. season a few few years ago. I think the difference, okay, I mean, Ben, um, between between the season when Ambrose scored all his goals, he was the only one that was scoring the goals. We've got, mm, we've exactly. got, we've got Scannell, I can see scoring 20-plus this year. I yeah. really can. Um, Zahar's actually finding the net in the League Cup. Which is- and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fine, because you know, once we beat Southampton, you know he can he can just score in the League Cup, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and we have got Murray, who's who's just class, absolute class. I mean, yeah, I can't. I, I thought if I was a Brighton fan, I'd be really, 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 really fed up. I'd say mm. bloody hell, Murray, bloody hell, Murray. <laughs> Every time, bloody hell, Murray. Oh, what are you so doing? Close, Why'd you leave us? So, so close to the phrase that pays. Remember, Do you want to tell us about that phrase again for those that are joining a bit late, Chris? Well, it's difficult for me to tell anyone about it because I'd have to repeat the phrase that pays. But there's a phrase that we're going to use. Um, <laughs> when you is it going to be the full-length version of FFS Murray? It is going to be the full-length version of FS, FFS Murray. Oh, that's difficult to say. It'll be the full-length version of that. When you hear that, ring 0208-123-1646. First person to get through, come straight on air, and you will win two tickets to a Category B home game of your choice. It's, uh, um, reason. it's, it's quite lively in the chat room tonight. There's only a few people in there, but they're, they're typing furiously. I'm having to type really quietly so you can't hear me on air, but it's, it's good to see Lewisham and Serial, and Bucks Eagle 245's in there for the first time, so yeah. good evening, Bucks. And Frazzle, why aren't you why aren't you sending messages? I hope you're not watching X Factor. Don't watch that, it's crap. Chris is much yeah. more talented than anybody would have here on that. Lewis has got a question for us via the chat room. It's, um, okay. what's happened to the Jedward interview that was mentioned? Um, we're, we're, we're working, working on, on it. Yeah. yeah, behind the scenes, there's a lot going yeah, on with that one. Um, I know I know people are very keen to hear from Jedward. If They've it falls been tweeting through, them furiously. If it falls through, the chances are I'm going to have to do an impression of Jedward anyway, which will most likely land me in quite a lot it's of much trouble. Like, it's much like your Louis Walsh impression, isn't it? It's, no, I didn't do a Louis Walsh impression. It was Jimmy Nesbitt. Oh, was, they all sound the same, really, don't they? They do. Well, well, like, that, do it. Racist. I'm not doing my James Nesbitt impression. Go on, please. That's all it is, it's me going, Hello, I'm Jimmy Nesbitt. There you go, Get done it. Get out of the car. Coronation Street, so it was. But anyway, um, look, we're, in, we're supposed to be talking about West Ham. It's, let's get on with doing that. Uh, since can I mention the fans, Chris? Can uh, I mention the West Ham fans? No, can I? Yeah, walk, yeah. Walking down the... Um, well, it wasn't walking down the Olmsdale Road. It was walking down Norwood High Street. They were having a, a, a game of football outside Weatherspoons. And it was a little bit like the playoffs. 
playoff final in Cardiff. They were such a nice bunch mm. of, of people. And and they were all across the street and, and they saw me and me, me boys walking through in their palace shirts. And they just let us through and said, you know, good luck today, good luck today. I don't know how different they'd have been um, if we'd have beaten them because they, yeah. they were similar in Cardiff. I mean, a bloke got out of his car on the M4 on the way back. Um <laughs> To have a go at me on the way back from Cardiff, and then he saw what how big my brother was. I was just sitting in the car smiling because we were promoted to the Premiership. <laughs> okay. um, I think my brother Grant's listening tonight. Hello, Grant, if you're listening. Um, and they, I think they saw the size of Grant and then got back into their car again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they were just nice blokes, and I think they see us as genuine football fans and who don't like yeah. Liverpool either. So we're kind of on their side. But that's yeah, there's a bit of bit of shared history in in some ways there but um yeah i mean obviously the last time we played them was that that playoff victory um but i think the, the two clubs yeah I, I you know with the greatest of of respect to to both sides on this they don't really we're not really on their radar i don't think um i hope that very much changes not but i think they're they're very for a club that have had limited success in comparison to a lot of the clubs they put themselves alongside um, but I think that there's a degree of arrogance in, in West Ham supporters, if I'm if I'm being completely honest. But at the same time, they're like most football clubs. In the majority of their fans are decent people who like, who just like the game of football and love going and watching. They're not interested in in you know in, in causing issues and all sorts. But they have an element like we have an element, and and lots of other people do that. that you know, they're sort of slightly unsavoury, shall we say? But um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. They're sorry, I didn't hear that. Certainly, they're certainly not glory hunters. Um, sorry, we've just got a, an email from Jordan Copeman. Um, he wants to know how to get into the chat room. It's www.wholeradio.net slash chat. So um, yeah. hopefully see you in there in a bit, Jordan. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's, just a, yeah that's fine. That's just an easy uh, link that Mikey set up to get into Homesdale's. Uh, it's the homesdale.net chat room. But if you go to wholeradio.net forward slash chat, it just takes you straight there. Um, okay, yeah, cheers. Nice one, Nick. Well, look, that's it's a good point in support. In term, well, let's talk about the the atmosphere from the West Ham fans during the game. I've heard different reports, and obviously, it does depend where you sit in the ground as to what you hear. You know, it's just, just basic physics, really. But um, I I didn't hear a great deal. I'll be honest. I, I heard them nice and loud uh, when they equalised both times. Um, but other than that, I didn't hear a huge amount. Oh, and some song about bubbles or something, but um, it's a, my, it's a my good son turn thought they um they he said do they fart in the bath a lot? <laughs> He's nine, but I you know yeah. I wonder where he gets his sense of humour from. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, that leads us nicely onto our second topic, Chris, doesn't it? About the 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 West Ham fans in the in the Palace end. It does, yeah. Well spotted. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, let's, let's start with you, Ben. You've been quiet for a while. Hope you're still alive there. Um, oh, yeah. Home fans, sorry, away fans in the home end. There was plenty mm. of Palace in the home end at Brighton, so that's an interesting uh, parallel to draw there. But there were various different issues. First of all, did you see anything sort of first-hand? Uh, uh, but well, second of all, what's your view on it? Well, I spoke to somebody before the game at West Ham Fan at East Brighton Station, and he was with a bunch of his mates, and he said, yeah, we're, we're sitting in the lower homes there. And mm. I reckon there were a lot more than we think there were. Uh, kind of sitting there, obviously, the majority of them stayed quiet. There was an incident um, towards the left-hand side of the homestead, actually, down, kind of down the bottom, where there was a, a mm. fan, a West Ham fan, who celebrated their their one-all equaliser, and he got thrown out. But it seemed to take a while for him to get thrown out. To be honest, he was he was left to stand there, kind of cheering the goal, 
as people people around him were getting a bit angry, and then he got thrown yeah. out by the stewards. But I think yeah, it needs to be pounced on a bit quicker if it does happen. I don't think there should be any kind of kind of well any. Oh, I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, that, well, yeah. I mean, did you, well? I think, but from personal point of view, if if you don't get up and start cheering a, you know, cheering a goal when you're in, yeah. sitting in the home end. I don't personally. I don't think there's a major issue. You see, there's plenty of yeah, sports where 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 fans fans I mean, sort rugby, of see rugby's a good example. There's, there's yeah. fans mingling the whole time there. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. have to be a problem unless West Ham fans were making it a problem. And if they are, I think it needs to, they need to be ejected mm-hmm. kind of immediately. Yeah. My um, brother-in-law came. Yep. Sorry, Chris. Um, my brother-in-law came. He hasn't been to a match since 1980, and. Um, oh, Obviously, you know, I sit in Block J, the family area. He was so surprised to see carpet in a football ground. But it's <laughs> hilarious. He's, he's semi-famous. He used to be the drummer in Nine Below Zero, if you, if you know that band. Um, mm, lovely chap. And uh, he just couldn't believe the atmosphere. Um, my cousin, my, my nephew was there as well. He, he regularly goes to Chelsea. He said the atmosphere was much better at Palace than at Chelsea. He said they only sing about three songs at Chelsea in the whole game. And can I just big up my brother-in-law? He popped up to Chelsea last week to see the Champions League game. Him and four mates. They wanted to charge 45 quid to get in. And they said, no, we're not coming in. We're going down the pub instead to watch it. And they walked away <laughs> because they thought they were being ripped off. I wish everybody would do that. Yeah, I really soon, do. It soon changed really a few do. things. But there's, but there's, you know, there's hundreds of people waiting to get in grounds that can't get in ground. So you're never going to stop it. And it's well, we know we don't want to go into the the issue of money in football, certainly at the top end. Otherwise, we'll never get off air. Um, right, well, look, that's I, you. You said uh, we were talking about it off air, Nick. You you were talking about the fact that you you don't really see there being an issue with with home fans in the uh, sorry, away fans in the home end. As long as the away fans are kind of sitting on their hands, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's you know, my, my poor brother-in-law, Palace scored in the, was it the sixth or ninth minute? I can't remember. Six, six, and everybody, everybody stood up cheering, and my brother-in-law kind of looked round, he was the only one sitting down, and then just stood <laughs> up. And, and that's how it is. And, and the, the Reading game, I've got one of, one of my best mates from school, who I've known for 70 years, because I'm that old. He always comes to every Palace Reading game, and, and uh, the the people who sit around me know him because he always comes to Palace Reading and he, he respects the fact he's in the away end um, and we have a bit of banter and I, I find out a little bit more about the away team while we're playing them oh we got a caller Chris sorry I'll, I'll be interrupted there and, um, yeah that's fine yeah yeah off we go hello hello who are we talking to uh, someone who, oh. that was someone called someone who had their uh, unfortunately had their speakers turn up quite loud. So all we could hear was me. Uh, if you want to, if you do want to call back, I think that was Greg. If you want to call back, Greg, uh, do so. But just have your speakers turned down or, or headphones on, and you'd be out. It'd be a bit. He's an amateur. It's Greg Bird, like yeah, he's that's an it. We're uh, we're all uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, oh yeah, for so fuck's been... sake, Murray, who let that caller in? <laughs> that was uh, yeah 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 yeah. Good point, Nick. Very good point. Oh <laughs> uh, Anyway, um, it was not, wasn't it? Nice to see a, uh, a full, a full, a full Selhurst. You know, didn't you think we're, that was nice? Twenty thousand. There was more than twenty thousand there. Caller, we've got, we've got a caller. Uh, hello, who am I speaking to? Ashton. Oh my oh, God. <laughs> you. Uh, what, what are you calling up for? Look, you said fuck thanks, Murray. I was hiding my pink cardigan ready for Ed Sheeran on Thursday. 
and I and I had to rush to the phone to ring you. <laughs> oh, well, you well, you have one. You, yeah, oh, well, thank you. That's two, <laughs> two tickets for you, mate. Um, well, uh, well, when I catch up with you, me, myself and Mike, Where's the cat- out. category B? Yeah, category B. Go and have a look at the, the fixture list. There's not many category oh, A games anyway. But just... Um, invite yeah. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, invite Ed Sheeran. Yeah, we'll love it. He'll love a bit of Palace. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Give just let us know, mate. Uh, email, email us where you want to sit. I th- imagine it'll be Arthur Block W. Um, yeah, that'd be. And, uh, no, yeah, tell us, tell us the... That game. <laughs> But if you um yeah, if you just email us, mate, uh, let us know what you want and what game it is, we'll get that sorted right, for man. you. Cheers, mate. Nice one. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Oh dear, I wasn't I wasn't ready, oh, Nick. I know you had to say it, but I wasn't ready. Okay, well, congratulations to Aston there for being quick enough to realise what Nick had done. Um. Yeah, good stuff. So I was just talking about the atmosphere in general, but uh, we can probably move on from that. I just want to go into the second half, really, and, and sort of wrap up the, the West Ham game and, and probably give ourselves a chance to talk about the referee before we go into uh, into your emails on the game. Um, second half, we, we I thought we played a lot, lot better. Um, and I think I think that the move where we scored was, you know, it was clinical, uh, like, like our first goal in some ways, but I think it just showed the style that we're playing with now. Uh, with Zaha, who was he was really well marshaled by the the West Ham defence. Usually two players on him. He just got a little bit of space for a moment, uh, just a little ball into Murray. And he thought when I saw Murray get that ball, I thought he's, he's you know he's got his back t- to goal. Not really sure what he can do. Um, just really simple, basic turn and shot into the corner. And you'd expect the uh, former. Arsenal number one to have maybe got a hand to that, but you know Murray scored and it was a deserved deserved uh, uh, goal to get us into the league re- lead really. Um, ben, I mean, sort of that. I suppose that probably sums up Glenn Murray really. You know, he's, he's great in the air, uh, set up the first goal, flicking on Williams for Ambrose, and then on the deck as well. Uh, you you really impressed with him that day. Mm, definitely, I, I saw a, a post-match interview of him actually and he said that he scores most of his goals inside the box so it's nice to see him get a couple from outside it shows a, more of a depth to his game and I think that the fact that he can score with his head you know, inside the box, outside the box he's got a massive range of range of goals in him so I think yeah, definitely he's going to be I think he'll be top goal scorer for us this season by, by a long shot I, uh, I don't doubt that at all especially now um, well certainly we carry on with that system because Scannell going through the middle looks like scoring goals but obviously mm-hmm. he's not playing or he's not playing in that system you know he's going to be more of a creator like we saw for for Murray's goal uh, against Brighton yeah. um, so okay on the sort of round off the second half Nick uh, John Carew came off the bench we've seen that before when he was at Villa uh, gave us an absolute real hard time like you know, getting in right in at the centre backs, uh, and that's how he got his goal. Got it right in between the two. Um, seemed to climb about a foot higher than them, uh, and Jules couldn't get his hand to the ball. So, I mean, he gave us a real hard time, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's bloody huge, isn't he? I mean, yeah, I was, God, yeah. I was, I, I sit in row twenty six, and his head was level with mine. You know, <laughs> quite a way up. Um, I, but I couldn't see that goal coming. I really, I was really surprised when they scored. I, I thought. It was the the heat was getting to everybody. I, I said in the in the match thread about both teams didn't play as well as I know they could play, and I think think the heat was a big thing. But it's didn't didn't the um the goal come from some sort of foul? I, I, there were so many fouls that weren't given by that ref. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's fouls, something we're gonna get onto. But yeah, it it was. It's just little niggly fouls all over the pitch that were just nothing. There, I mean, there were so there were some really just baffling uh, decisions by the referee. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, it doesn't help. I'm not. I think the goal itself came from just us not closing out uh, the left back, uh, who just sort of hit, sort of hoofed a, an aimless cross into the box. But it's the pressure that that told really, and we just had constant pressure. From like you say, or from all the free kicks being given in and around the box, the only free free kicks we got were were the soft, easy decisions in the middle of the pitch that we we had struggled to affect from. Really, um, I think yeah. I think we can probably um, we can probably move to, to talk about the ref. And there's there's an email from Spencer. It says um, who, who he says, what did you think of the ref uh, at the for the West Ham game? He came across as an utter something nugget. Uh, and then it says Nick Gussett cut my testicles. I'm not sure. Did that happen, Nick? No, no. It said Nick Gussett did a Skype test call. Right. Okay. A Skype test call. Okay. Now I understand. Oh, All right. Well, look. He's he, raised the issue we're talking about. We might as well go into it. Okay. My my view is we we do so. We've seen some terrible referees at, at Sellers. I think certainly in recent times. But I think this is one of those occasions where where the referee was clearly influenced by the players that were around him. I don't know. I, really, I don't even know who the referee was, to be honest with you, but he struck me. His surname was Wright. Wright, was it? Yeah. yeah no relation to David. Just, yeah, clearly not. Um, my um, my Chelsea... Go on, Ben. You go first. I was just going to say he's no relation to Ian Wright either. Oh, good work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, um, I'm just going to try and think of some more rights while I'm here. Yeah, if you can, just go. Yeah, please. My... Um, my um, Chelsea supporting nephew. It was a bit of a family day yesterday. Who who bribed my who bribed Will? Who Chris knows well because he he always predicts five nil. Um, yeah. Bribed Will with uh, five pound for his um, ticket for the game. Said it's it's Championship football and it, it's second division refereeing as well. He couldn't believe how crap the ref was for for so many decisions. And I yeah. said, well, we see it every week. And I I, I don't know. Whether whether people who who watch other championship games on on Sky or whatever think the refereeing standards well below par, but you know I'd hate to see what it's like in the Blue Square Premier because he didn't have a clue. How many times did Johnny Williams get flattened? I mean, I know yeah. I know he was against Papa Bobiop, and there's a bit of a mismatch in size there. Although I think Johnny actually came out on top of that battle there, but he actually yeah, yeah like you say, he was flattened. I mean, repeatedly flattened with you know some pretty nasty challenges. You know, and I think that's what um, Dougie was referring to when he talked about the, the some of the guys starting the game as boys and ending it as men. It was it was one of those those moments where they had to do a bit of bit of growing up. They couldn't react to it. They had to just you know let their natural skill um, sort of over- overcome the physical physical challenges that they were receiving. But yeah, no, it was horrific, and it wasn't just it wasn't just one of those games because I mean I've, you know, I've seen all the away games this season as well and I've always felt you, you can see the home fans always think the refs against them because it's just it's just a louder voice and it's, it kind of get catches you know and you're sitting there thinking what are they getting so upset about but I don't think that that was the case for what we saw yesterday I think what we saw yesterday was an example of a referee who just saw the big team he saw and that's all he saw the big team the big players and all we were really interested in doing was was kind of just it. It's like they want to. He wants to be mates with the West Ham players. You know, you see what I'm getting at with that. It's, he wants to be. 
doesn't want to offend them. He sees Kevin Nolan or David Bentley, and he wants he thinks wants to go and tell his mates, "Oh, I was on the same pitch as these guys." He looked like he looked like a child refereeing, and just it was it was horrendous to see. There was a there was a foul on Sean Scannell, okay, and I call it a foul on Sean Scannell, but it was given against him, and the reason it was given against him is because he was not to the ground and he fell against a West Ham player. So, uh, how? How yeah. the hell anyone can justify that is, is beyond me, and we suffered for it. We did, and you can't say it affected the result directly, even though I felt that it put us under more pressure than we deserved. Uh, but it's just frustrating because on another day that could have hugely cost us. We could have lost that game three or four one, and you know you can imagine what people would be like. It's, sorry, Nick, you want to speak? Off you go. Yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at uh, a Dweeb comment in in the, in the chat room. Hello, Dweeb, how you doing? Um, he's saying that revs get assessed by an assessor, mm. and um, I know they do. Um, is it Eagle Man Thirteen? Is the ref? Yeah, he's Jamie. Yeah, a, Jamie's been on a couple of times, and I'm, I'm just shocked by it. And I know we moan, yeah, okay, we're going to be biased because it's against us, and you know it's the bigger team getting it. But they're just so crap. These refs, they really are, yeah. and the linesmen are even worse. The lines, but. You know, we could we could go on all night about the refs. We, we could. could it's just it's it's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing that it's got to that. that everyone's perception is that the officials are getting worse. Um, I think certainly Dougie's have been holding back. He's very good with about refs in press conferences. He has. It's one of the features of his um, his tenure so far, if you like, that he's he's never gone out of his way and criticised referee and, and recently. I think with the uh, if you look at the Donny game where he's looked at the Murray ch- the challenge on Murray and the challenge on Easter that both look quite clear penalties, uh, and he sort of said I can't control what the referee does you know he'll he'll get assessed and all that but that's that to me that has start has changed from he wouldn't comment before and now he's commenting by saying you know it's I can't control it he'll be assessed so he's basically saying yes the referee's got it wrong and I'm annoyed about it in some ways but I, I think I think we're going to get to a situation where certainly this season I can see it costing us at, at some point again and I think it's going to be like the Doncaster game is a fantastic example of, of a match that would have been changed had the right decision been made in the first couple of minutes in the first couple of minutes we should have a penalty and they should have been down to 10 men now I will say now there is no way we would have lost that game if that had happened but, you know we could easily have had three more points than we've got now and if you look at the table the difference that would have made then you look at you look at the end of the season and maybe it's maybe it's those three points that would have made a huge huge impact on on the whole of our season. And you worry, is you it, worry that Chris, Chris, is it swings and roundabouts? So I mean, are we obviously you're 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 going to bankrupt yourself by going to every single game that Palace are involved in this Correct. season? But <laughs> is it swings and roundabouts that some decisions go for us, but we don't notice them so much because they are for us? Yeah, you know but I mean? do you know what? There's, there's a, yeah, I do. There's a bit of truth in that. There's a bit of truth in uh, you, you can always see when when the, the opposition complain about a decision, you can always see why the refs given hasn't given it. If you know what I mean. Um, but and if you're if it was the other way around, you'd be like them. You'd be spitting spitting feathers. So I don't know. It's I I do think that the refereeing I've seen this season of Palace matches is worse than I have seen before. I'd, I'd like to think I'm being objective about that. It could just be that I'm watching more and more football and I'm getting more and more agitated by it. I really don't know. Um, ben, Ben, have you, have, what do you think about refereeing? Has it been getting better? Has it been getting worse? 
Um, yeah. I think when you, if you can, hello, Sorry. yes, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you notice that, if you notice a referee's performance, then it's going to be bad. I don't think we ever we ever look at referees and go, oh, he's had a, he's had a good game. We always notice when they when they've done bad. Um, that was really good English there. Done badly, was, my bad. Yeah. Um, the, um, yeah, but I, I think the referee was awful on on Saturday. Completely, every decision he made pretty much was wrong. And there, we had the penalty shout as well that none of us can seem to remember. But there was a penalty shout in the second half. Um, I've just yeah, seen. A lot of people uh, seem to think was definite. So. Sorry, I've just seen a, a tweet from the forum because Twitter, the Homestale uh, online are on. Uh, they they tweet every new new thread in Paddy's talk. And uh, reading the tweet out, forum kept his call cool and used common sense. Seven out of ten. The Sunday Mirror's review of the ref yesterday. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting one. I mean, yeah, I I don't think whoever that was, I don't think that they were at the game. So um, I just I think I think it's easy if that if that person reviewing the game uh, was a fan of Crystal Palace, they would have a different opinion. To be fair, but if they and if they're a fan of West Ham, they probably would have given him nine out of ten. But as a as a complete neutral to have made that decision, it, it's beyond me. It really is. But. Um, Talking of papers, it was nice to get a big, big feature in the Observer today, which we don't usually get. I'm, I'm always, you know, I get that, I get that because well, I'm a teacher and I'm actually, posh and stuff. And um, it, it, it makes a change to get us featured in the paper. And can I, can I just ask uh, Ben and Chris? We, we, we beat Brighton. We've got a, re, a, a draw against the team. We all think are going to go up. Come, let's face it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how are we going to do this year? We're 12th. We're halfway up the league, eight games in, nine games in. How, how do you feel now, this far in? How are we going to do? I'll let Ben answer first. Obviously, there's only what, 10 games into the season. There's a long way to go, but I think it's a brilliant start. And we haven't had Klein there either. So I think after this international break, Klein will be back. That'll add a bit more depth in a right back. Um, we, like you said, we've got a lot, a lot more depth in the squad as a whole. We've got a lot of players, like we didn't have a couple of seasons ago, who... Who can come in and play well? There's a probably I don't know what 15, 16 players easily who could who could be starting week in week out. And I think yeah, the future's bright for us. <laughs> Without Simon Jordan, the future is bright. Mm, absolutely. Um, I would say. Uh, oh, I don't know. I think I wouldn't be surprised if we we have one of those seasons that we haven't seen in a long time where we just stay in the middle of that table. That'll yeah. never happen. Ever. I know, I know, I know. I'm, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's how I that's how I feel. I don't. I think in in when you look at the squad that we've got, I think you can say we're doing really really well, and we've got players to come back in. We've got KG, we've got Garvin, we've got Klein, uh, we've got Marrow to get to full fitness, and all of these people will make us stronger. But if you know football, injuries and suspensions around the corner for other players as well. So you'll be very, will be very, very. If we had, if we have a full strength side for the rest of the season, then I'm wrong, and we will, we will be challenging up the right end of the table. I challenge you there, Chris. Yeah, I think we've got enough of a squad now to not ever not have a full strength side. Um, Seriously, apart from Spironi, I think we've once once Klein's back, we can almost cover every position. We've we've got um, Par. Who can? He, the only places he doesn't play is in goal and up front. And I'm sure if we gave him a chance, we would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I he think probably we've got would. A good yeah. squad to do it. And you, Nick, you, every program you look at, yeah. our squad is about six or seven more players than the other team. Yeah, listen, I've, man, I've, I, 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 a good team. I'm, 
I admire the optimism, and, and I, to an extent, I agree. And when I think about some of the younger players in behind those that we've got, I mean, Alex Winter got injured pre-season. Otherwise, I think he would, would feature, and I think people would be very impressed when they see Alex because uh, he's extremely solid. He can play a centre back or a centre midfield, and he's a very solid player um, with you know with a hell of a lot of talent. But for me, I, I would say we've got Wilf Zaha and John Williams are currently the spark in our side. They are the people that that week in week out just do something that that gives gives our opposition something that they hadn't either hadn't either um, accounted for or weren't expecting. Right, so that's what I feel that I feel that at some point Wilf might get injured or lose a bit of form, and at some point Johnny Williams is going to have to be rested. I think, and that's that's where why I think we'll end up mid table. It's interesting, somebody, uh, again, I, I can't really see who's uh, said it in the chat room because there's so many people in there tonight, which is pleasing to see, <laughs> um, have said, we can't have Jedin Ackenwright in the same team because mm. it's Jordan 999. Jordan, who asked for the, uh, for the address yes, earlier, yeah, actually, yeah. nice to see you in there, um, is saying Jordan and Wright in the same team is like having Gerard and Lampard in the same team. It just doesn't work. <laughs> So that's yeah. an interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting comparison. We've talked about that uh, repeatedly. That's going to be a recurring theme this season. Certainly, if we're going to play with with two defensive midfielders, it, I, I hated it against Doncaster. I'll say that right now. It was my biggest gripe about the Doncaster game was having Wright and Jednak trying to do the same job in midfield. But since Dougie's made the change and brought Williams into that midfield with those two. It's made all the difference because he adds the creative spark. And, he, and it's not just about creativity with Williams, it's the work rate as well. Because he absolutely hurtles around that, getting in people's faces. It, make, it makes a huge difference and it lets people like Ryan Jednak sit back. Now, Jednak, I got pretty angry with it after Doncaster. I thought he was much better against Brighton. And I thought he I was, was okay. awful on Saturday. I, I thought he was, was okay. You thought he was awful. Was it the passing that got you? It, just with the ball at his feet, he doesn't look confident at all. Mm. Yeah. If, so I'd I, I, right. if we could combine Jedin out with, with Garvin, Garvin, when he comes back, he's the one that's going to be spraying the ball around the field. Um, yeah. Johnny Williams, John Yester's going to be the one running around like, and with the ball glued to his feet. And right just behind them, I think it's going to be fab. If we could play that diamond with maybe Ambrose. And then, like I said to, to our caller earlier, Aston, we've just mm. got. We, We've got trouble picking picking a team because there's just too many good players. But Jedinak got back in the box a lot, I thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, we, we've probably well, this will be a recur- that will be a recurring theme of the season. We will be talking about midfield because I think it's the area that's possibly the most contentious. And, and like you say, we've gone from perhaps having um, not enough people to pick from, and you know, not feeling we've got a strong enough midfield to the. To just too many choices and too many combinations. I think will be it'll be a recurring theme throughout the season. Uh, what I want to do is I want to get to the the e- emails and then I want to announce which contributor won the uh, the t-shirt from www.redandbluearmy.co.uk. I'm not actually going to read out the the name that was given. Well, I might, but it's it's an unpleasant name. But I think it was. Um, I think well, anyway, we'll go. We'll, let's get the email out of the way. Uh, Nick, can you take uh, Ross's email? Palace guard for me. Um, or not? Today, whole radio list to the go. West Ham match on Palace Radio. Sadly, I'm not going to do Australian. And I must say that before the match, I would have taken a point. So when the whistle blew for full time, I was fairly happy. Although it's always slightly disheartening when you're winning during the game to be pegged back. 
Much prefer coming from behind to get a draw. Who were? If somebody had told me before the Brighton match that we would have had four points from our next two games, I would have bitten their hand off. Mm. I'm worried about rabies. Anyway, <laughs> I'm very whole, positive and happy about the way everything's going at the club lately. The squad has a bit of depth at the moment. Dougie is building a great team. Such a difference from last season. The team's spirit is clearly obvious. We are always in with a chance of getting three points with every match we've played this season. My question to you guys is, are you guys starting to get slightly worried about Marrow? He seems to be dogged by injuries and never seems to be able to fully recover. I heard on Palace Player he's done his backing again. Is he related to James Vaughan? <laughs> Doing a great job up the Palace and, for fuck's sake, Murray, you can't win a ticket now. But no, there you go, wouldn't. Ross, and say hello to Tom for us. Um, I'm going to ask yeah. Ben, what do you think? Marrow, what's happening? Oh, he's a fantastic player, isn't he? And I think... When he when he is at full fitness, he he will be a, a very good player in the squad. But yeah, seems to hear about a new injury every week, don't we? We heard he was back and then he played a bit, and then he seems to be injured again. So who knows? We have to that's something that we'll have to find out from maybe Alex Manos or someone like that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's uh, it's certainly worrying when someone's been out that long. Um, they always when they come back, they always get these little niggling injuries and things like that. And I'm just happy it's not his ankle again if it's if it's a back issue. Uh, but it, it will, you know, it will take him a lot of time really to to come back properly. It's uh, it's a shame because he was the bright, the one bright thing from the Burley era, if you like. He was the one thing that every week we'd go, we'd look out there, we'd see a team struggling, but we'd see Marrow as a kind of like a shining light. He was the one who was always, he was all over that pitch. I think people forget the the amount of sort of the the, the level of effect he had on the, the side, and certainly. I can see him fitting into one of those two defensive midfielder positions quite comfortably and and making us a much stronger side. But yeah, it is. A, I think Ross is right to to bring it to say it's a worry. It is a worry um, because you, you need him. You need him fit and playing games. Um, otherwise, you know. Otherwise, what's the point in him being here? Uh, and I say, and he talks about James Vaughan, who's just been just out for four months with Norwich. In a way, if you imagine we'd spent our, our budget there, it would have been uh, quite disappointing, really, to see that. Uh, okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to read out Aston's email, even though we've, we've spoken to him. I'm going to read it out anyway. Uh, and then, Ben, if you can take uh, Aaron's email after yep. that, and we'll keep moving. Um, Aston just said, hi, guys, don't worry why I'm emailing as Hambo forgets to read them. No, he doesn't. He says, that's eight Jaegers, mate. That's, that was old bet. Uh, and he says he's still re- trying to recover from my bad influence at the Clifton Arms. Yeah, actually, that is fair. Uh, he thought it was a great performance the weekend um, against West Ham team with an abundance of quality. Well, we've we've heard from Aston. B says, "Yeah, look good as good, look good in spells. Result, good performance." And his favourite player, David Wright, uh, did very very well. He's extremely happy. Have a great show, guys. See you up at Watford. Yep, you absolutely will. Up the Palace. Um, okay, Ben. Yeah, we've got an email in from Aaron Mitchell. Some of you might know he was or is a presenter on the show. Yeah, he is. Says, Evening, you. <laughs> Evening, y'all. How's things? Very pleased with how things are at Palace at the moment. And yes, I did wear my Palace shirt to college in Brighton after that cracking 3-1 win. I was slightly disturbed by this Brighton fan who said if I didn't, who said if I dared to do any gloating, I did a gloat, of course. He would hit me with a cucumber. Just wondering what <laughs> vegetable or fruit you would use to beat the hell out of him. Good luck with the remaining of the first Sunday show from me and my sea creatures under the sea. Oh, bless him. Um, Nick, which vegetable would you use to attack a Brighton fan? An Alex Marrow. <laughs> I can't top that. I'm leaving it there. All right, sweet. Uh, <laughs> okay, and just the the rest of the emails. This next email is a uh, is the winner 
I don't even know. Is the winner of the, the T-shirt from www.redandbluearmy.co.uk. Um, it is. Uh, it says, Hi from Norway, can you guys help me? I would like to know the performances and par and e- of Par and Everson. Thanking you. And then it says it's from Yapsai. See, I pronounced it differently, so no one knows it's... It's Japsy. Japsy. Oh, Japsy, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, judging by the email address, we know who that's from, but you, you, Serial Thriller, have won the uh, the Brighton... T- the Brighton uh, T-shirt. Yeah, he's yeah. won a Brighton T-shirt. A Brighton T-shirt. <laughs> he's won a Brighton kit. No, you've won the commemorative uh, Palace Brighton T-shirt, and we'll, we'll be emailing you back get your your shirt size which uh, i don't even want to go there uh, and you've also emailed again uh where it says nick gusset to read so nick um before i read it can i can i just say it's been a splendid attendance in the um chat room tonight we've got ad boy bucks eagle caulfield dan the pap dowdy cowardly dweeb frazzle jordan 999 lewisham eagle palestinian welcome in late you were very late palestinian tonight and um, I won't mention the last one. But just to clear up, the last one I didn't mention, I have six cardigans, one red, four blue, one grey. One broke. How can a cardigan break? Which was a shame, as I treat them like my children. I can also speak fluent Dutch and Braille. Before you can say no one can speak Braille, there are actually four people in the world who speak Braille. It was while I was talking to Chico. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chico time. That I realised my talent wasn't unique. Greg Ruzeski and Nelson Mandela can also talk in table braille. Actually, I've got a good yeah. braille though, coming away from his email. Um, what's Helen Keller's favourite colour? Uh, yeah. Uh, Courtney. Although once <laughs> at the top set, we'll have to find another member. I can also do black belt, taikido, as I, and, and am an orphan raised by two giraffes. They've got some neck. They treated me well, however, as 90% of giraffe sexual relations are male on male. Actually, I read that the other day, that there are mm. 450 species that have homosexual relationships and only one has a problem with it. Yeah. It may explain a lot about how I grew up. That is all. <laughs> and Bucks Eagle wears skinny jeans. Lewis Eagle, Lewis Eagle hasn't denied it. And is it true that Hambo wears small <laughs> jeans that just appear to be skinny jeans on him? with an H. That was not my question. Starfield, that. Uh, Starfield. <coughs> Your thriller. Yeah, yeah, cheers, buddy. Um, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm fat. There you go. Um, okay, and I'm just going to end it. We've got a last-minute email in from Pete Oxneagle. Uh, Pete says, oh, I've clicked on the wrong piece of the screen. He says, hey, all, last season's Crap Revs Award went to the Muppet who took our home game against Gunthorpe. Competition for this season's one will be fierce. Cheers. Absolutely spot on, mate. Good point to end the show. Those of you still listening, which hopefully is a few, uh, next week in our international break, we are. I mean, he's confirmed it today, so I think it's safe to announce it. We'll be speaking to the legend that is Clinton Morrison. Oh, my word, that's going to take a while for me to write that interview. But I think it will be a Clinton special um, next next week, next Sunday. Um, and do listen live if you're listening on the podcast. And then, you know, you can actually interact with us. And we won't have to keep reading out all the different emails from various personas the Serial Thriller events. And that will be good. And you can also obviously only take part in competitions to win prizes and interact with us if you're listening live. So do it. It'd be fantastic. Um, but that just all that remains is for me to thank everyone that's listened today, uh, to thank Mikey for producing while extremely drunk, uh, to thank Ben and Nick for their time. Thanks, chaps. And, uh, and to bid you goodbye. Goodbye. Au revoir.
it's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.